From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April 14th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Brad Crawford, National College Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Brad, I've been off the podcast for about a week, just taking a little R&R, and I'm excited to be back in the saddle, and I'm really excited about our topic today because we are talking about your list that is dropping today at 247sports.com of the top 25 quarterbacks in college football. And before we get into the list, and we're not going to do the whole thing, we'll just talk about the the top few guys and a dark horse or two. I got to ask, how long did it take you to come up with this? Uh, several weeks, Trey. Um, luckily, the last couple of years, I've kind of dived into the group of five guys a little bit more than this season. I think, I think this year, the top 15 or so guys are mainly power five, and it made it a little bit easier, you know, coming through the ranks of the power five leagues. But it's always takes a couple of weeks, man. Um, one of the more talked about pieces every offseason and something that is, you know, subject to change once fall camp begins. What I like about lists of doing this list now with the top quarterbacks is in a way, it's sort of an early preview for uh, the, the, yep. the next year NFL draft, right? The one we'll have in like 375 days or so, because it's, it's rare for a quarterback not to go number one. When I look at these quarterbacks in in the 2021 football season for the 2022 NFL draft, I think there's still a ton of time for somebody to to emerge as a number one quarterback. We don't know who's going to be like the Zach Wilson of the class, and we also don't even know who's going to be the Trevor Lawrence of the class. Right now, I think the money would be on Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma redshirt sophomore this fall, and, and that happens to be the guy who you have as the number one quarterback on your list. Was it difficult for you to choose Rattler between a a few players who are similar statistically, or was this an easy call? It was an easy call because he's the Heisman front runner. And, you know, Trey, it's kind of hard to ignore the gifts that he has as a quarterback, velocity, accuracy. You know, he's what I like to call the flick of the wrist type. And Lincoln Riley tends to love those guys. You know, he's just as comfortable on the move as he is in the pocket. And he, you know, really made a tremendous jump from his freshman to sophomore season last fall. As a first-year starter, I was very impressed there. You know, he knows what he's looking at now defensively, so to speak, and really should put up incredible numbers this fall. As the team most have inside the top 10, I've got Oklahoma, I think, number four in my preseason personal top 25. So soon as they're a team, I think, led by Spencer Rattler, the best quarterback in the country, that are certainly going to compete for a college football playoff spot. Yeah, I think I personally have Oklahoma Number two, watching Rattler a little bit last fall, he was so awesome in that opener, the flick of the wrist. You're so right. Like he was kind of, the game was on pay-per-view, Brad, but he was kind of the talk of social media that night anyway. He did take his lumps. Like he got benched in the first half against Texas. And the thought was, okay, is Lincoln Riley giving up on on the young quarterback? But it just needed a little bit of adjustment time. And yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think Rattler is going to put up monster numbers. And he was the number one quarterback in the class of 2019. So it, it seems very likely that he's going to live up to that expectation. Number two, Brad, who'd you go with? I went with Sam Howell, and I think, Trey, that it's possible, you know, the second best quarterback in America is underrated heading into his junior season. I'm Part of that is due to playing in the ACC and, you know, the only real spotlight opportunities last season 
came against Notre Dame and Clemson. Howell played really well in both those games. You know, in in my opinion, he's the reason why the Tar Heels are widely regarded as a preseason top 10 team. You know, great player, future NFL starter, in my opinion, who I think has a much better trajectory than former UNC quarterback and first round pick, Mitch Trubisky, because of his experience. Sam Howell's been a starter since his true freshman season in 2019, and he has kind of shouldered that burden of, you know, carrying this team during the Mac Brown era. Brown said several times last season on air that, you know, Sam Howell's kind of the guy that they built the program around during his first signing class. And, you know, he was that late flip from Florida State, four-star in-state kid that Willie Taggart had it, you know, Florida State committed. And then, you know, Mac Brown says, you need to stay in state, son. And <laughs> we've seen what happened now. And I think what's cool with Sam Howe and what I think NFL teams will love is that, I mean, he's been the pilot of this North Carolina Mac Brown era that w- it started with low expectations, right? Like we did not think they'd be a college football playoff contender this early on, if ever. And Sam Howe has been the face of that. So if you're a team picking number one overall or in the top two or top five, I think this is a guy who you can lean on to be not only the face of your franchise, but someone who who rallies a locker room and, and who's a uh, a steady presence even through a, a lean year or two. I'm a little intrigued by your number three pick, Brad. This is JT Daniels, the Georgia quarterback, who I'm not going to say limited action because I think he started more games than he didn't last fall, but it felt like he wasn't there for the biggest ones. And, and you know, he, he had taken the year off essentially in 2019 after the ACL injury. He was great as a freshman in 2018, former number six player in his, yeah. in his class with, with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. It looks like you're buying that he's gonna, he's gonna live up to the hype and put up some prolific numbers in Todd Munkin's offense. So before spring practice started, JT Daniels was my money on the bet, you know, Heisman pick. I think he's sixth or seventh on the list. And this was all pre-George Pickens injury, obviously the five-star wide receiver that tore up his knee during the first few weeks of camp. I think that's a very big loss for Georgia. And obviously it's going to affect JT Daniels' numbers. But I mean, you look at the talent around him, Trey, obviously Georgia's defense is going to be probably top five. Kirby Smart has those guys always rolling. And Georgia's a team, I think right now, you have to put on paper as the SEC's second best team. Normally, the quarterback of the SEC's second best team is also a All-American and Heisman candidate. And JT Daniels showed last season in short order. I think he had five or six starts. Really, really played well down the stretch. He had 12 touchdown passes over his last four games, which was very good. Beat, beat Cincinnati in that bowl game as well. So JT Daniels, a guy I think is going to enter this season, first year as Georgia starting quarterback with a lot of confidence. And he's a guy right now that I have number three over DJ Clemson and Brock Purdy at Iowa State. It's been a really long time since Georgia's had a totally smooth season at quarterback. You think about last year was a total mess. The year before that, Jake Fromm was a disappointment. The year before yeah. that, Jake Fromm was staving off Justin Fields. The year before that, Jake Fromm was taking over for an injured Jacob Eason. The year before that, I think Jacob Eason was a first game like opener replacement with Grayson Lambert. I, I'm wondering if I'm, I'm messing up my years there, but yeah, Georgia would love for JT Daniels to have a smooth sailing final season, probably in Athens from, from the first game to the last. And in that first game, Brad, he's going to face off against the number four quarterback on your list, a fellow California kid, fellow five-star DJ Uyangalele, who at Clemson, I mean, he has all the talent in the world. And I think people are going to look back at, at the, the Trevor Lawrence COVID pause, and that's going to be a silver lining for Clemson because, yeah, sure, they lost to Notre Dame, but that wasn't, wasn't DJ's fault. And in the, the game against Boston College, he proved his medal too. He threw for 342 yards and two touchdowns against BC and then 439 yards and two touchdowns 
against Notre Dame. No interceptions in either of those two games. He looked up to the challenge, and now he's the face of the program. Yeah, and you know he's a guy, Trey, who's going to be playing deep into games regardless of the score because Clemson just lost their quarterback too for probably the season with that with the Achilles injury. So I mean, DJ's going to put up Trevor Lawrence caliber numbers. Obviously, Justin Ross back, and then you watching the spring game, a Jew, a Jew. He's a guy who's not a household name yet, but he will be very soon, probably early September for for the Tigers. So I, yeah, I mean, I I think DJ's a guy that that can throw for thirty eight hundred yards, thirty five touchdowns, and really have Clemson back in that playoff mix. I don't expect much of a drop off offensively from that group. Do you think at, at a certain point Dabo Sweeney is going to try to get a quarterback the Heisman? You know what I mean? Like it, it, we we talked about it with Trevor Lawrence last year, where usually the quarterbacks are are being pulled by mid third. And, and usually the halftime storyline for at a yeah, I mean Nick Saban has done the same go? thing, you know. Yeah, Tua should have probably won it two years ago before I think it was Kyler stole that away. And you look at Mac Jones numbers last year too. So I mean, if quarterbacks play all four quarters, the the way teams are producing yardage and points nowadays, I mean, you're looking at you know 45 touchdown passes plus. So that's a, that's a very good question. He he's he's going to play a lot of snaps this year. I know that fifth on your list. A guy I've always liked, but he was disappointing as a junior. But if Brock Purdy bounces back to his sophomore year form, I can absolutely buy the talk that Iowa State is a playoff team. Yeah, and and he's a pro-style guy, too. He's somebody who I'm not sure where his projection is for, for next year's draft right now. I would I would think early rounder, but, you know... With a very good veteran season for the Cyclones, he's probably a mid-first-round pick, talking about you know Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler type. So I think Brock Purdy is sort of due for a big year. You know, we, we've kind of heard the hype around Brock the last couple of years. Like you said, last season, Iowa State was good as a team. Maybe his numbers didn't show that. But so many playmakers back for the Cyclones. I think Matt Campbell believes this team can can win 10 or 11 games. And, and I think so, too, as long as their quarterback, their, their veteran leader stays healthy and really plays well. Give me your dark horse quarterback, someone outside the top five that you think we all need to have our eye on, and then then I'll give you mine. Yeah, one player outside the top five that I'm expecting to have a really banner year is Dylan Gabriel at UCF. You know, this guy has quietly put together two tremendous seasons in Orlando, something around 7,800 yards passing, 61 touchdowns. That was the number. I mean, you know, now he gets to be a facilitator within an offense coached by Gus Malzahn. No disrespect to Auburn's Bo Nix trade, but he kind of made the back end of this list. But this this is the first time in several years that Gus has a passer who can really take the top off a of defense and and do so with precision. Dylan Gabriel, you know, the old adage, fearless quarterbacks, he certainly fits that mold. He's a guy that has some moxie too. I, I follow him on Twitter and he kind of says what he wants when he wants. So I wouldn't mind having that kind of guy under center for me as well. I, I think Gabriel's going to have a heck of a year for the Knights. I'm going to go with a guy as my dark horse. I don't know where you have Jaden Daniels, Brad, at Arizona State, but he was in that 2019 class with Rattler and Howe and Knicks as the uh, Hank Bachmeyer at Boise State, sort of the, the yep. year of the, of the true freshman quarterback. Look, five touchdowns last year, one interception. The Sun Devils hardly played any games. 17 touchdowns as a, as a true freshman, two interceptions, beat Justin Herbert, knocked the Ducks out of the playoff. This is a guy who was a former top 40 recruit. The only question here is, 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 is he big enough? That means his weight, because he's 6'3", he's plenty tall, but he's 185, he's a, right. he's a string bean. But if he adds just a little weight and, and proves his durability and has a big season that, that I think some in Tempe are expecting him to have, I think he's a first-round pick. And I think like with a good enough season, he can, he can get into the conversation for number one overall. I don't see why he wouldn't. 
I love watching him. He just whips the ball. And I think Arizona State has been a really fun team to watch under Herm Edwards. And I think that trend is going to continue in 2021 for a full Sun Devils schedule. I remember seeing him, Trey, two years ago as a true freshman throw a ball like 70 yards on a dime down the sideline during one of those late night games. And I was like, man, you know what? Why aren't we talking more about this guy nationally? I know he was a five star, but as far as the national media perspective, he's not a guy you think of, you know, one of the best quarterbacks when you're watching college game day. So Jaden Daniels, I I totally agree. I think I had him seventh on this list. Maybe he deserves a top five nod. A hundred percent. Brad Crawford, thanks for joining us. Thank you, man. Thank you to Brad Crawford for joining us. And look, speaking of sports, March Madness and the Masters may be over, but the sports calendar never sleeps. NHL trade deadline, daily NBA, NHL, and MLB action, the RBC Heritage Tournament, NFL draft news and rumors, UEFA quarterfinals, and you're home to stay in the know for all of it, CBS Sports HQ. CBS Sports HQ is the only sports news streaming service that's completely free. How do you watch it? It's easy. It's available, again, for free on your computer, your mobile device, or your connected TV via the CBS Sports apps. I know Brad Crawford watches it. Or if you're more of a YouTube person, subscribe to CBS Sports HQ on YouTube for all the latest sports news videos on demand. Personally, I never, ever miss a big story in sports because I turn it on first thing in the morning. Yes, I do on my iPad and leave it on all day while I'm working. And I'll leave you with this. If you're a sports news junkie like me, no sports network is faster with breaking news than CBS Sports HQ. Once again, thank you for listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. That was Brad Crawford. Our producer is Lance Glenn. We'll talk to you all on Thursday. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.